This is Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. We are on a mission to center, promote, build, and support the experiences and needs of Black professionals, both inside and outside the workplace, through collaboration, conversations, and activism. Our voices matter. Our lives matter. Our experiences matter. I'm your host and founder of Blackness in the Workplace, Jessica, and let's get this show started. All right, so welcome to the last episode in season two. Um, I told you guys, if you've been following us from the beginning, I start every season with me on the mic and I end every season with me on the mic. I think it's a great way for you to get to know me, for me to wrap up and share my journey and keep things consistent. And I actually do enjoy these these little sessions that I have. So um, here we are talking about what's been going on in my life, both personally and professionally, how that has impacted blackness in the workplace, what my plans are for this platform moving forward, and just going from there. So again, I'm your host, Jessica, the founder and CEO of Blackness in the Workplace. So I will start by saying that I truly appreciate everyone that listens to the podcast. You know, we have a very, we have a small but devoted following that I am going to be working on really trying to grow and expand now that I have some more time. But um, I get people all the time saying, I listen to your episodes. They've been very helpful. Thank you so much. How do I share it? Um, You know, I want to share your podcast with other people. Um, And I encourage everyone to share the podcast to all your fellow black friends um, because there's a lot of great content and a lot of heart goes into producing these episodes. And I just want to make sure that enough people have access to it as much as possible because my job is to uplift and support, you know, what our model is, center, promote, build and support black professionals. So, again, thank you to all of our listeners, to everyone that follows me and who have been rocking with blackness in the workplace from the start could could not do it without you so you know this season has been really interesting um and it's not really so much this season but (laughs) everything that's been going on behind the scenes so i started the season with the black and tech series that has been that has been phenomenal Uh, what has made things a lot easier is that i appreciate the value in recording episodes ahead of time you may have to edit here and there to make them a little relevant if you're talking and you're talking about something that's specific on that day you may have to take it out depending on when you're pushing out the episode but I did that for black and tech most of the episodes for black and tech all the episodes actually were recorded last year 2020 and all I had to do was edit and that just saved a lot of time over the winter break I just polished everything up got everything posted and that was it the real talk episode was not something that was planned initially but um dr kimya newer dennis is someone who i really respect and i wanted her on for another season and i think now I, i don't think i know that every season there will be at least one episode with her on there um, I like to have kind of themes and some consistency 
she's definitely someone who um, I want back on. So that Real Talk episode was like, hey, you know, there's been a lot going on with the election and, you know, the protests that happened at the Capitol and Black Lives Matter. You know, let's just bring someone like her on so that she can give her opinion about it. And so that episode was just more or less um, like, hey, let's, let's, let's talk. So um, unscripted. And, and the feedback from that episode was really good. A lot of people like Dr. Dennis. Um, she is banned on LinkedIn for a number of reasons. Um, but I also find it interesting that people do know who she is. And people do follow her. And, you know, they are interested in what she has to say. So I'm wondering who are the people who reported her or had a problem with her. So, you know, whatever. It is what it is. White fragility is a real thing. And then the last um, mini-series in season two was HR Behind the Scenes. Um, that was another really good one where just kind of breaking down HR from multiple different avenues and just talking about the things that people need to know. So this season was very much all about education, all about you know, making sure that people have the resources that they need, especially HR behind the scenes. But then the Black in Tech series was also showing that, hey, Black people are in tech and there's many different ways of getting into tech. There's there's many different career paths within these this very broad industry. And um, it's, it's interesting because it ties into some of the things that's been going on personally and professionally. So again, season two was a success it got very very busy for me but again all my episodes were already recorded they were already out there so the the podcast doesn't suffer and I'm very serious about staying on task and on time with the episodes that I produce for the podcast no matter what's going on in my personal professional life the episodes will drop every single week I am considering moving the date of publication. I was pushing them out every Sunday and I'm kind of, I'm tracking the metrics to see are people listening. And I find that Sundays are not really a good time for podcast episodes because people are sleeping in people. Or it's a Sunday. People are relaxing, going to church or whatever it might be. So um, what I'm going to do is move the episodes most likely starting on season three to every Monday. Monday, when I look at my metrics and tracking, that's when I get the most engagement. So Monday is moving forward is when we'll be launching um, our episodes. I don't have an exact date as of this recording when season three is going to start. Um, it is April right now. So and with things that are going on with me privately, I think that I'm going to be launching season three around mid-May. Give it at least two or three weeks. To about a month to let the season kind of settle and then we'll be we'll do um do it so more promotion will come out of course regarding the launch of season three but just know that i'm looking at a mid-may release um if anything changes of course i you know if you follow us online you'll know so let's talk about some of the things that have been happening to me um professionally not professionally but personally so um I actually got approved for a mortgage, pre-approved for a mortgage. And I was, for a brief period of time, seriously considering just putting roots down where I was at. Um, my job wasn't that bad, and I got I got approved, and I just said, okay, maybe, maybe I should just settle down. 
even though it didn't feel right. I, I don't like the city that I'm living in. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And trust me, there's going to be a whole article describing my feelings towards Milwaukee and why I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to talk about it here too, but there's going to be a lot more conversation around that. But it didn't feel right. And I was talking to a friend of mine and she lives in Seattle. And she was like, you really should leave Milwaukee. And I've always wanted to leave Milwaukee. I always wanted to move to Chicago or something like that, but it never worked out. And she was like, you know, you're, you will have a much better career if you're outside of Milwaukee. And the conversation was really good because I had already been considering moving um, at that point and Seattle was on my list and that just confirmed it. So I put a pause on the mortgage. I'm like, I don't want to settle in Milwaukee. I don't want to buy a house here. And um, I went to Seattle in March to look at the city, take in the city. Um, I was networking like crazy. Um, I had lunch with a gentleman that works at Microsoft and just just doing the work. It's so much that I did. It's so much that I'm continuing to do um, in my networking. Um, but I went there and I really liked the city. Um, it's a very progressive city, a very forward-thinking city. And you can tell that just in the way, for example, how you apply for jobs and the way that they talk to you and the fact that they're so open to you know, the work that I do on the side with blackness in the workplace and my advocacy. Um, I will tell you this. I didn't think I would get any traction with Seattle. I'm like, you know, and a lot of that is that imposter syndrome that we talk about, right? You know, having to manage those feelings. And I was like, I'm not going to get any traction. I don't have a background in tech. Um, I'm all the way in Wisconsin. Is anyone going to want to talk to me? Let me tell you that that has not been the case. I have had so many meetings. I have had so many interviews. There's so much going on. And the energy is something that I've never experienced even here in Wisconsin. So that has me very excited. So um, right now, I am in the running for two major positions. When season three rolls around and I do my first episode, I will give you an update on to what's happening. But fingers crossed, send good energy and good vibes my way. But I'm really excited about the changes and moving forward. Right now, my apartment is full of boxes because I'll be relocating. Um, and so the question becomes, why are you leaving Milwaukee? And <laughs> if you know anything about Milwaukee, Here's why. Milwaukee is a very segregated city. Milwaukee is hyper-segregated. And, you know, black people live on the north side. You know, Hispanics live on the south side. White people live on the far south side or the suburbs. And then you have um, Asian and Southeast Asians, mostly Hmong, who live more on the north side with the black people. And that's real talk. The problem is, and that is in and of itself already an issue, but it also impacts the professional side of things. There is a glass ceiling that professionals of color in Milwaukee find themselves up against all the time. And if you follow blackness in the workplace, I talk about a lot of these things. Racism, um, you know, gaslighting, oh, you know, <laughs> imposter syndrome, disrespect, all of these things are things that I've experienced at the companies that I worked with um, here in Milwaukee. There is a uh, resentment 
that a lot of white people here in this city have against black people who are educated. They are threatened by us. If you're not educated or you don't have anything going on, you're not really a threat. You're amusing, but you're not a threat. But I'm a very well-educated woman. I'm very ambitious. And oftentimes, I'm working with women, white women, who don't have as much as me in terms of education. And you're, I'm constantly sensing that they are threatened by me. Um, the platform that I have is not respected in... Um, in corporate America here in Wisconsin. Um, it is respected very much outside of the work that I do with the volunteer and working with schools and things like that. I have found that companies in Seattle absolutely love that I built the website and that I have a podcast and that I talk about diversity and inclusion. They love it and they ask about it in interviews. So I really appreciate that. So it's a whole, it's a lot more to what I'm saying here, but trust me when I say the vibe is very different. It is much more progressive and forward thinking in every single way. When I went to Seattle, one of the first things I noticed is, was this big old Black Lives Matter <laughs> sign on one of these corporate buildings. And the, you know, the gay pride flag. I mean, it was all over the place. Now I would say that it is still very white liberalism. It is a very white city, and so I will always say you got to take it with a grain of salt, but I will also say that I feel like I have a much better chance of moving up and being successful there than I do here. I am interviewing for jobs that I never would have been considered for here in Milwaukee, even with my background. My resume didn't change. My experience didn't change. It's just where I'm applying for jobs is changing. I'm, right now, I'm interviewing for a role that I hope that I get. And it's for a senior level role. And I never would have been considered for this role here. So that, I think that tells me all I need to know. Plus, another thing, a lot of people out there are much more willing to network you and to put you on and introduce you to people than they are here in Wisconsin. So I'm, I've been talking to some pretty... Nice people with strong networks, some heavy hitters out in Seattle in a way that would never happen here. And actually, Milwaukee, I'm very well networked here in Milwaukee. And nobody here puts each other on. Nobody here supports each other. No one say, hey, let me introduce you to this person. Let me introduce you to that person. That's not what I get here. But I'm seeing that that is very much the case in Seattle. So, um... I'm really excited about it. It is it's been a long time company coming and I'm very blessed to be in a position now to do the things that I've been wanting to do. And this platform and having this voice really has helped distinguish me um, in a way that would not have been possible otherwise. So there will be more updates about that. You know, right now everything's sort of in the air, everything is very transitional, but I wanted to share that with you all. Because I talk about these things all the time. And, you know, part of my platform is to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. And that's what we do here. So let's talk about some things on a professional, on my personal life and then kind of migrate it back. So one drawback to all these things that's been going on, and I've been super busy with this, with our platform here, and then also... You know, I'm talking to people every single, almost every single night in Seattle as I'm building my network. So all these things are good. Um, unfortunately, my father is sick. Uh, my father was diagnosed with cancer. 
So if you are a praying person or whatever, please send prayers my family's way. My dad's a good man, and it's it's been really stressful. Um, I've been I was conflicted a little bit on my move because my brother had moved to Texas, so I was a little conflicted on should I be moving right now. But my father has given his blessing, and also these this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I have to take advantage of that. Um. So right now, everything with my father is still kind of up in the air as well. But, you know, he's going in. He's going to be getting chemo. He, he has a long road ahead of him. So, um, you know, that definitely is something that we're dealing with. Um, and it's been stressful. And we're, we're doing the best that we can. So I'm going to bring this back to work. So currently with my last job, I had to more or less walk away from that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because again, I'm all about the truth here. Um, I was working from home part-time at my last company. And that was from, I want to say, ooh, maybe October until, until February of this year. And it was only two days out the week, Thursday and Friday. And it was very convenient. I'd never worked from home before. and But once you get a taste of it, you don't really want to go back. And it was convenient. It, was, it allowed me to do my work with blackness in the workplace, do my job, and then also allowed me to really help with family stuff. And just a better work-life balance. And it was able to work. Me and my coworker, we, ex, you know, we, we, we switched days and we were able to do things and there's no problem. Um, then my boss was like, you have to come back in February, very abruptly. And I said, you know, right now, I mean, this is not going to work. You know, my niece is still out of school. Um, most kids are still virtual. But, you know, she told me I had to, so I said, fine. And um, late March is when we found out that my dad had cancer. And now my dad can't babysit my niece the way that he wants to. My niece is only 10 years old, and so my sister has to work. My sister is a CNA worker. She's hourly, a frontline worker. My mother is an hourly worker. Those two cannot afford to stay at home because there is no stay-at-home opportunities. And um, I was talking to my my boss. And sorry, my phone is going off. But I'm not going to re-record this, so <laughs> we just deal with that. Um, however, um, I was telling my boss, I said to her, I said, this is my dad is sick. This is what's going on. Is it possible to get some flexibility back in my schedule? I wasn't asking to work from home every single day. I wasn't asking to work from home every single week. It's just that can I work from home a few, maybe one or two days out the week or as needed to address the family situation? Also, just to have that work-life balance back again. And she told me, and like I said, everything that I say, I can prove. I have everything in writing, so it's not like it's something that, you know, I'm making up. She said that she was sorry about what was going on with my dad and that the company is all about family first. But she said that I am not able to work from home. And if I am out of the office, I have to be on PTO, which is paid time off, or FMLA, Family Medical Leave Act, which is unpaid. That was complete BS. And the reason for that is you only get 11 days of PTO at this job. 
And so most of those days were spent earlier this year when I went on vacation and other things going on. I had already been taking PTO to interview for other jobs. A ton of interviews started coming in. And on top of that, now I'm not going to have any PTO for personal reasons or just to you know, have a day off and to do whatever I want to do. And FMLA is not paid and I may not even get FMLA. And I also too thought that it was really messed up that she wasn't willing to flex and work with me on anything. So I told her, I said, well, based on, you know, what the doctors are saying, that's going to factor into my decision. To make a long story short, because she was not willing to be flexible with me, I did not see a reason why I needed to be flexible with her. So I told her that, you know, family's first, and I walked away from the job. Um, (laughs) And there's no regret. I, you know, I preach this gospel all the time. Put yourself first. When these jobs start showing their ass, you show your ass too. And the fact that she was being smug about it, I think she thought that I didn't have any options. But if you follow me, and I always say this, if you follow me, my philosophy is put yourself first. Always make sure that you have savings. Always make sure that you have options. And that you're interviewing even when you got a job. That you are networking even though you have a job. You're building your brand. And I've done all those things. Of course I have. So there was already options. I'm, I'm interviewing like crazy. I have money saved up. I have, you know, other sources of income. I have all these different things. So I was going to leave the job anyway. But this just sort of confirmed it. And you refused to work with me. What does that tell me about you as a manager? And I'm not going to go too much detail about this manager. Um, You know, there were some pros and cons working for her. But at the end of the day, I put myself first and it feels great. Um, There's a a lot more room to do the things that I want to do. To prepare for this relocation. To spend time with my family, especially my father. And those are the things that matter. So the moral of the story is on the employee side. Always make sure your money's right. Always make sure you're networking. Make sure you're branding. Make sure you're interviewing. Make sure you have options. I can't stress that enough. But on the manager side, if you're not willing to work with your employees, don't be surprised when they're not willing to work with you. She wanted me to train someone on my last day. On everything I've ever done, this person has no recruiting experience. And she wanted me to train him for really amounted to an hour. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. I have I have a life. I have other things going on, so I didn't even do it. So um, there's no regrets. Like I said, family first. So um, I'm really excited about, you know, things moving forward. I am going to be updating the website. Um, I am probably just going to have the website just be centered around the podcast only, um, as opposed to having blog submissions. Um, I may or may not be getting rid of the tea room. Um, I didn't really get a lot of traction on the tea room like I had hoped. Um, so there's going to be a, a um, updating of the website. There's going to be um, a realignment on what I want Blackness in the Workplace to be. It may just be a podcast um, instead of a whole platform. Um, and if it stays that way, there, there may be some targeted things that we're going to focus on. So everything is 
you know, in the preliminary stages. So continue to follow us. I certainly will keep everyone updated as to what's going on. But in the meantime, you know, please continue to share the podcast. Please make sure that, you know, you're showing your support in any way that you can. Um, I really appreciate people, you know, responding to me and saying, you know, your podcast helped me. Your podcast has really been useful. Um, I'm still getting people talking to me about the PIP series that we did for season one. Um, A lot of people are challenged with the PIPs. And they're like, you know, Jessica, thank you so much. You know, I didn't know what to do with the PIPs. Um, I've gotten some consulting work um, from the podcast and people needing my help with that. I do charge for that, but I am willing to do it as much as possible. But again, I mean, it's been it's been very interesting to see how the podcast has grown and evolved in the content. For season three, we are going to be doing um, a series on black mental health, which is really exciting. Um, and then we're also going to be doing our Black Women at Work series. And um, I'm really, that's important because the Black Women at Work hashtag that was trending on Twitter is what inspired um, Blackness in the workplace. So that series is just interviewing Black women from all professions, all backgrounds, just talking about their experience. That's pretty much it. But I've talked to some amazing women on on that series and I can't wait to share that content with you. So... I don't want to take up too much time. Like I said, these episodes with me on the mic is really just unscripted. Me just kind of talking and kind of spitting out what I feel. And I always like to keep them short and brief. Nice little wrap up for season two. Um, You know, there's a lot of exciting things. And in season three, the first episode is always me. So I certainly will give everybody an update on what's going on in my personal professional life. And we'll go from there. So, love, light, peace, and happiness to all my listeners. And we will be back. Um, Blackness in the workplace. See you then. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We sure did. New episodes every Sunday. So connect with us in the Tea Room, a members-only safe space on our website, blacknessintheworkplace.com. Or follow us on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Our Twitter page is always on and popping. So until next time, peace and love.